0: Connecting. to All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth, proudly fueled by the terrible people that own and run Caffeine Gum Australia. Now, if you enjoy seeing me never work and live a terrific lifestyle, please consider buying some Caffeine Gum. I'd like to thank the Indian hockey team, who are big time no. listeners, yes, who are big time listeners of the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth for buying all the gum last week. Yeah, and, good. Uh, yeah, I know. We've, we're we're at an Arctic mint. Who would have thought it? Straight seven. Bought it. We're mate, going worldwide, Jed. We're going worldwide. Once
1: you bloody once you crack the Indian market, Vince McMahon spent years trying to crack the Indian market. Once you crack it, you got billions. You got billion billions.
0: people. Billion people. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thank you very much to the Indian cricket team. I'm a big fan of your country. I'd love to go there one day. Okay. Uh, without further ado, introducing the. I was going to say Andrew Tate of Australian podcasting. But I don't know, he's not cancelled anymore. So let's just get into it. Jed Gillespie, how are you, sir?
1: Well, quickly, do you have a slight raspy voice at the moment? Yeah, I'm a, a little bit. You know. Look, I don't want to throw stones, but I think it might make you sound even better. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you sound like regal and old.
0: Well, I am getting old. That is correct. And that regal is not true. true. I've had a very chaotic seven days. Um or probably before we get into all the things we want to talk about, we've been a little bit inconsistent with the podcast. I take full responsibility for that. I'm spending a couple of days a week in Newcastle, so I'm going up and back. Last week, I was up and back twice because uh, of some complications. This week, I was there Monday and Tuesday, so we will eventually get organized because we enjoyed doing this. And Jed, we've got 1,500 regular listeners now. Did you know that?
1: No, that's cool. How good's that? Yeah, that's very How cool. the
0: fuck do 1,500 people have enough time to listen
1: to this shit is beyond well, me. But I, my, I love it. Oh yeah, I listen. I I listen to fucking lots of stuff. So I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that someone has the time. I'll put say it that way. Um, it's been a busy week or so, not for me necessarily, <laughs> but for the world. Um,
0: Should we talk about the rugby first? We'll yeah, yeah, about we're going to talk first. about the rugby
1: now. I want to start with. I watched the New Zealand England game live. Um, we're three hours behind Oz. So it's actually quite good for Saturday night, sort of forty out of a few beers, not too many. And then went home, watched the England game around 12. Um, the guy who refed it is the same guy who botched the Bledisloe. The, the quick tap guy. The Frenchman. Yeah. So he's been, and the commentary team weren't afraid to say it. Like he's been effectively on stand, stand down since then. And the only way he sort of wriggled himself into the test was through injury or sickness or something. He's he is fucking awful. He's he's terrible, terrible, terrible. Some of the fickliest, strangest penalties came up in that game, like for things that you just don't see. Um, should we
0: got should we just get into that? Should we get into that? Like well, even the Wallaby game, some of the decisions. Like I okay, we have refs listening to the show. We love refs, big fan of refs, hard job. Very hard job. Neither of us would be able to keep up with play for that long. That's why we don't do it. They're referring what they get told to ref.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, no, I so agree. Oh, people no, that keep
0: blowing up at them, I think you're in the wrong. But, but there's, like,
1: discre- there's discretion though. There's discretion. Like you, you see, you see times where, like the same tackle can be a red card or it can be nothing.
0: Well, I saw in the Wallaby game. You, you're 100% spot on. Dave Parecki, neck roll, which he pulled out from because he realized he was neck rolling, disallowed try. Australia win the game. Multiple times throughout the game, I noticed a neck roll from both sides that just went missing.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, so, not, I'm not, like the one, like Rico Ioani had one where like, goodness me, he could not have slid up any softer on this guy in a clean out. And then, you know, seven phases later, he scores and then they call it back. Like it's, it's very, it's, fuck, it's, it's spin the wheel sort of stuff. It really is. You'll, so they, you'll,
0: I, you'll push back on this, I know, because you've probably thought this through already. If the, if the two assistant referees and the referee don't see it live, is it something that the, the TMO should just stay the fuck out of? Unless it's yeah, like, clearly it's, foul play where someone gets hurt, like an eye gouge, punch to the face, like a subtle, yeah, yeah. like just stay out of it.
1: Yeah, I, I like I, it, it. No, I don't really have an issue with that. Like the things that drive me crazy is where a ref, a ref in their right discretion will like be standing in front of a ruck, see the ruck, be happy with the ruck. And then the Timo will light it up, slow it down a thousand times. There'll be a shoulder to the back or something. Which, when did that become fucking illegal, by the way?
0: The high tackle in the Wallaby game. The yeah. ref saw it, said, no, that's fine. The TMO yes. said we've got head contact. Pen- oh, okay, penalty. He- that the is con- the stupidest shit I've ever seen. It's maybe not it's, ever, but it's up. No, up. it's
1: it's fucking bad. It's like uh, that's the problem. <laughs> like, well, why why fucking have them then? Why why like just have a guy watching, three guys watching from a box, and they ha- can see everything, and then they just sound a little hooter when there's an infringement. They just what's get the a sniper point? from the, the grandstand. Go- <laughs> they <just start> taking <laughs> Nick White's out.
0: pretending to take a tackle again. <laughs>
1: but like, what's the point? You might as well, because like someone like he's watched it gone. Yeah. I, like I can see something that has happened, but it's fine. He hit him here. Let's go. And then the game stops two minutes later for five minutes. I'd to love go to
0: back. know. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm full of caffeine and vinegar and I had a full night's sleep, which is incredibly unusual for me lately. But, um, i'd love to know how hard they get reviewed on it because if if they're answerable to someone who's going you miss this you miss this you miss this like i could imagine that in a test match with the stakes of australia versus Ireland, england versus new zealand like that's serious pressure that you know we've never experienced yeah it's
1: almost like like are you saying that tmo gets reviewed or the no
0: but the like the the refs bosses like the coaches of the refs go and like how hard... Like
1: it's, it's almost like an anxiety thing if you miss something. Well,
0: I I, 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 I can only imagine being in a situation like that. Like if I, if I look at the Wallaby game, and sorry, I'm jumping all over the shop here, but they, the Wallaby score a try early on, it came back for a Dave Perecki neck roll, which he pulled out from. I think that you could say that that is a 50-50 decision. Maybe technically correct, but do you have to blow that penalty? I don't believe so. The mall at the end of the game. So hoops decide to go for a mall. Jake Gordon arrives from the side. Like every single, like fuck off. Every single. Maybe it's technically technically correct, but every single mm. mall I've ever seen has something like that happen. Mm. They get a good setup. They're going forward.
1: Mm. No, no. Do you know, I they- know. Do you know some, what I mean? Was- yeah, and that's why, like. I think the best refs over history have just had good discretion. and But I'd say they're also in an era without this bullshit. Like it's been, we're we're in like a four or five years period of frustration because like the TMO stuff comes in and even referees who have good on-the-spot decision-making, like they deal with the players well, like they're restricted by the fact that so it doesn't apply to the more one necessarily, but they're restricted by the fact that the game can be stopped at any time, come back and their hands are fucking forced. Like, you know, once they blow it up on the TV, like uh, they're, they're, they're inhibited by the, by the TMO. So uh, they've got to sort out something out. And the other thing they've got to sort out is how you're meant to clean out now. Cause yeah. I think world rugby needs to figure it out because if I'm from what I can tell, basically, if I'm on ball, in a good pilfering position, you can't be cleaned out. If I, like, if I'd legally, if you, if you're on ball chubby and I came in at a reasonable height. You're
0: going to hit me just, in the head.
1: No, you but will. if I, let's say I don't hit you in the head. Let's say I spear you in the back. That'll still be a penalty
0: Yeah.
1: for dangerous play. Like, the, the, like. so tell me, <laughs> I can't come in from the side. So it's created a game where if you haven't on ball, or the guy can't be cleaned out.
0: No, it's become and, a. Sk- it's become and a, the neck rolling,
1: it's it's gone from like you're not meant to put them in a Like oh, I understand you're not meant to put them in a guillotine choke, like and grab their head in a f- headlock and fucking rip it. But you can't even put the arm through like in the what they say seatbelt position because that's dangerous. So how yeah. the fuck? Why? Firstly, that's not dangerous. How are you meant to clean people out? It's in. It's just so fucking annoying. So I don't know. I'm sure the best coaches in the world. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is like, you know, the, the your intensity to get to your own breakdown well, is Fraser far be- more important. Fraser McBride
0: but- made a very good. Um, I think he got interviewed at halftime, and they said, "How do you sort your breakdown?" Now and he goes, "We've just got to win the race to the ball.
1: You just got to win the race." And it's it's fucking right. it's said a lot, but it's it's more pivotal than ever because if someone does get in the position, when I was younger, you would just smack you would just smash them. Not in the back of the head, you wouldn't. But you just smash them in that sort of like shoulder zone, or or you used to be able to go sort of under, not over the head, but like under them and scoop them around. That's now dangerous contact.
0: You know what's annoying? The game is so fucking good at the moment at test rugby, and you just have to look at the shit show that was the rugby league world cups, and yes, plural that just happened compared to like the women's rugby world cup. It's an absolute joke that we're talking about this. Georgia beat Wales. There were some spectacular games, but we're still talking about
1: this. The beauty of the Rugby League World Cup and where they're at at the moment is that there's not as much. There's there's nowhere near as much grey area in their rules. They had a period where like everything was getting called infringements for running blockers and shit like that. They've got very clearly defined rules now. Obviously, it's a simpler game. There's less elements to it, but you don't get these unexpected outcomes. You really don't. The worst you'll get is like someone puts on a massive shot and it's like a really bad shot. And it's like, is he going to get 10 or is he going to get the game? That's mm-hmm. that's all you're going to get. Throw but a every, few
0: Chahus in there as well.
1: Correct. But there's nothing There's nothing like – there's no like, – you don't get penalized for things that have no impact on the outcome of the game like you do in Union or perceptionally have no – like no negative outcomes. Like it, so you can you can neck roll, and I'm doing the inverted commas thing. Someone they're fine because you didn't weren't really around their neck, and that that still be a disallowed trial. Like that's one thing that prison rugby does not have. Yeah, prison rugby, prison rugby. It's and I I watched the, obviously the world rugby league. I like rugby league, um but the rugby league world cups are fucking. Got to be one of the biggest jokes of all time. I don't know another sport with just all
0: of sport. Western Sydney together, and you know <laughs> well, maybe no, some people just, from Brisbane together in in London for four weeks, getting on the piss together.
1: They just redistribute the NRL players amongst whatever, whatever country they've previously been to, so they can represent <laughs> that's them. Right.
0: It's fucking- hey, that guy went to England for a holiday a couple of years ago. He's English.
1: You can also play for like more than one team. It's it's uh it's fucking stupid. But it, yeah, yeah look-, look,
0: look, that's wild. I've, look. Look, I, I think smarter people than us probably need to solve that problem. But I, I, it's gen, it's genuinely steering people away from the game.
1: Of course it is. Of yeah. course it is, and it's steering me away from the game. And I think
0: is. I think it's a wonderful game, particularly at the moment. The the game is on fucking fire at international rugby, international level. Sorry,
1: I hesitate to say it, but I would. i would, I'm, I'm happy with the TMO thing. I'm happy with it. And I think post-match, if people get cited or something like that. That's fine. If you want to do that and go and be and have all these fucking baby infringements, then at least I'll, we can get to see the test match in its entirety and the outcomes are semi-fair. The reality is that 99.9% of players aren't going to be like, all right, now's my opportunity to try and eye gouge a random guy at the bottom of the ruck. It's just not going to happen. The stakes are too high.
0: Well, with all the cameras at the moment, you're going to get caught. And yeah, if someone anyone, complains so... about it, you're going to get caught.
1: So I, they got a They got a technology's fucking killing us.
0: What do you it's think of the Wallaby game? I
1: thought they should have won. Yeah, I agree. I thought they should
0: have won. I, I agree. Like if if you take away the the neck roll penalty, we win the game. There was another stupid penalty that I I think it was maybe Valentini's head headshot tackle maybe. Where he hit the guy of the chest, his chin touched the other guy's chin. Oh, it's head contact, and then the more the more penalty at the end. Such small, nice. it's such small, it's small so fucking screwing. margins. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, um, that's, that's that's the test, thing. Bro. Other good teams would still find ways to win that, those games because if you look at if you look at the game objectively, I thought the ref missed penalties from both sides that possibly helped the other team. So you can't purely say that the wallabies got let down because I think it went both ways a little bit. But good good teams find way to win. Ways to win.
1: I think the wallabies are in a fairly decent spot. Um
0: so do I. I fucking hate the media here.
1: I mean I don't like the media here. I'll get that get into that in a second. No, you like
0: the media over in Hong Kong though.
1: I would get into that in a second as well. I've got stories. I've got stories. Don't worry about today. But yes I, I it's certainly like I see it as a when you when you're playing the spring two of these days, you're you're effectively playing the. It's a round robin of the top five teams in the world,
0: 100%. so it doesn't really
1: matter who you play, whether it's Scotland, whether it's, Ireland, England, like obviously England being the pinnacle ish, but it's it's a round robin. It's a it's effectively a dress rehearsal for this World Cup semi final, like so, if you're a year out or whatever the fuck you are, and you. You're only one point off, or this decision off, or that decision off, and so and so was injured. And like, you have a few guys you could rearrange, you're not in a bad spot. You're certainly not in a bad spot. Now, you're not in a spot where you're like, hands down, like, what, why are we the favorites for the World Cup? Well, you're not because it's very, very tight up there. Um, but you're you're within a stone's throw, like, there's nothing stopping the Wallabies in a year. You're a penalty, you're a
0: penalty away from winning that game against the best team
1: in the world, and that one penalty. the difference between a you know a world cup final and not, mm. and so the Wallabies have beaten the world's best team this year, and then you know they've lost some tight ones. I think they're in a reasonably good spot. I'd be happy if I was them.
0: Huge amount of injuries, which is quite alarming. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going on on the inside there, so it'd be hard to comment on their training. But look, I'd agree with you, they they lost to France, just could have won that game. They lost to Ireland. Just should have won that game. They're the top two teams in the world at the moment. Look, hopefully, mm. look, it's in, it's interesting. I I I got a theory that Fox Sports and some of the media here just shit all over them because they lost the TV rights. Mm. Uh,
1: it's not a bad theory. I mean, that was probably the best thing to happen. Even with Sonny Bill commentating, Stan is so much better at coverage than Fox Sports ever was. And I don't have to listen to fucking Phil Kearns talk about his son-in-law. Like it's 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 fantastic. So Fox Sports can beat it as far as I'm concerned.
0: It stands incredible. Uh what else happened? Georgia beat Wales. I'm sure you watched that game. I didn't I did. watch it. How was that?
1: <laughs> I watched it live, uh, because there's a few Welsh guys. It was not very exciting. Um, a fucking very good try by I think it's Adams the winger got called back for um I like a dubious forward pass, so that was disappointing. But Georgia are a fucking annoying side. They'd be like, even though they're nowhere near like the All Blacks, fuck, they'd be bad to play. Just these big, hairy, scary motherfuckers.
0: They've got Just... the most front rowers in the French top Yeah, I know. It's incredible. Too, isn't it? Than any country in the world.
1: It's incredible. I can't remember the studies, but it's like they have it's like enormous. 60, 60 pro, pro players in France and like 42 of them are front rowers or something. It's, it's something along those lines. Um, but they're so scary and they're very, very tough. And they come from no doubt a very cold, horrible place. So th- they that
0: weightlifting have- and wrestling culture seems to breed them.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they'd be a fucking pain in the ass. You, I wouldn't really like to draw them at a um. A
0: World, at Cup. The World
1: Cup. Finally, at oh, the World Cup. So Portugal qualified. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Fucking wake up, America! There you go. Do you think it's
0: an oversight from World Rugby to not have America automatically qualify? No, because like if rugby's truly, I think rugby already is a global game, but it's not a it's not a big sport in America. I think you need USA in the Rugby World Cup.
1: Yeah, and they they should, but they have to fucking qualify. That's like us putting fucking like the biggest one of the biggest markets in the world which you're tapping into at the moment, India or fucking China in there because it's a huge market. You still have to qualify. The it's states far too are so- logical,
0: Jet. Huh? Yeah, it's far too logical.
1: The state the states are so far up their own fucking ass when it comes to rugby and where they're actually at. Like because they have a pseudo pro comp. Like the realities are that they, they're not that good. And the guys who are in the MLR who are killing it are not American. So they need to pull their finger out of their ass. I mean, they've been a qualified for what the last three or four World Cups. Um, and now they, they weren't great. And Portugal had a crack. So I, for one was kind of happy to see it. Um, yeah. Good, 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 good going Portugal. There a lot of the guys playing France, but they, they played a far more interesting style of football. I'd
0: love to go to Portugal. Have you ever been?
1: No. I'd like to go to Portugal as well.
0: <laughs> maybe, we could, maybe we could coach there one day.
1: Maybe. Well, um,
0: I, I wanted to ask you something very important before we start talking about Qatar and the soccer football World it. Cup. Should yeah. Donald Trump be allowed back on Twitter? I've had a heated debate. Not a heated debate. A very nice debate. It was a nice, uh, well-thought-out debate. On Twitter? On, yeah. Should Donald Trump be allowed back on Twitter?
1: Should the Taliban be allowed on Twitter?
0: Don't know. I'm asking you.
1: They're on it. Why the fuck wouldn't a president of the United because States the, be on it?
0: Because he's inciting, um, he's inciting violence, and he's questioning the legitimacy of the election, and thereby threatening democracy. I think I got those words right.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, so there's a lot of people. He's certainly polarizing. I, for he's not, he's not, he's not a good thing for the next election. He's not good. It's bad for the. Um, republicans but on twitter you've got people on
0: there because he he got banned he got banned obviously jordan peterson got banned you're probably going to get banned eventually why why are these people getting banned should they be on twitter do you think
1: absolutely because because like it's very popular to ban conservative thought like jordan Peterson couldn't be less fucking he's one of the smartest people alive he couldn't be less offensive unless you don't like logic
0: I'd say Trump. does it more good for the world than oh, he a lot does of good for
1: millions of people every day. Yeah. Donald Trump getting banned is is is, is madness. I mean in terms of inciting violence that if that's it's not direct violence like it's not like go and kill someone. It's like you're upset because of something he said. So there's half the population that are pissed out pissed off about what fucking Sleepy Joe says. Now I'm not that's I'm at this point I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Trump guy. I don't think he's That's a lot. <laughs> no, I'm not. He's, he's just too polarizing. He's splitting the country in half. But of course, he shouldn't fucking be banned. Like literally, it's like being one of those things—a throwaway line. But the Taliban are on fucking Twitter. So what gets you?
0: What gets you banned from Twitter? In your opinion, what? Sorry, what should get you banned from Twitter?
1: Uh, I think if you're calling for direct violence or death of someone, and Lord knows that there's hundreds of thousands of psychos who've done that. About the president or the ex-president, yeah, that are still on Twitter. So I think like that sort of thing would would get you banned on Twitter. Being being annoying, I don't think should get you banned on Twitter. And people's reaction to you shouldn't get you banned on Twitter. Should be your actions. So I mean, think of, like there's no doubt how many people would have been like, yeah, kill him. You know, he's horrible. I hope he dies. Like this this sort of shit. I like he wouldn't have tweet. He hasn't tweeted anything like that he tweets things that annoy a lot of people, but yeah. it, uh, like if you're going to have, if I, if I have to, and I, I'll say it again, I'm not, a, I think Trump's very, very bad for the Republicans for the next thing. But if I've got to fucking listen to, you know, left, left wing Antifa psychopaths talk about burning the country down and all this sort of shit, then why wouldn't I, why shouldn't I hear from people who want to do sort of what used to be normal shit 10 years ago? It's it's just sort of the the way we live now.
0: So freedom of speech, yeah, allow freedom they, of speech. I'd
1: that, yeah. Now that Twitter is owned by Elon Musk, I mean, freedom of speech is a concept only in real life. It's not a concept on a on an app. They are um, shitting on him. Who? Elon. Yeah, it's because it's because it's, it's not very nice when you now have to listen to people who don't agree with you. So it was like a it was a place that existed and people only, it was just all the same sort of shit being said over and over again. And now you're going to have to listen to the other side of political spectrum again. So that might not be pleasant, but that's why you can have civil, like political discourse and try and say why you got the best idea. Like, fuck, who gives a shit.
0: Or just block the cunt.
1: Yeah. Block him or call him a coward. I don't know. It's very annoying. But I think we
0: solved the, we solved the big problem in the world just there.
1: If you fuck, I don't think anyone should be fuck. Honestly, short of like calling for a mass murder, I don't know how you get banned from anything.
0: But even if like you, like you're president of Australia one day, and you go, you say something that might incite violence, I'm not going to commit violence just because you said that.
1: Yeah, but like you know, do you know what I mean. A, without diving into like Supreme Court documents, there's a and decisions like incite. Uh, me saying, you know what, fuck you, Chubby, I don't like you. That could make 100 people want to fucking do something bad.
0: Probably but I didn't,
1: not. <laughs> I didn't fucking, I, I'm not going, okay, Chubby lives here gone murdering. So, like, some need some individual accountability. <clears throat> Everyone needs some fucking accountability.
0: What do you think of Qatar banning beer at the World Cup?
1: Qatar's probably, and FIFA are one of the longest running corrupt organizations on the planet. Qatar, I was looking today, have spent close to two hundred billion dollars um, to actually have the World Cup. Countless, I was reading about the, like I knew about all the migrant workers dying. Um, so, but they were they were effectively slaves. So, like when you went there to work from different parts of like Africa or the Middle East or wherever the fuck, you sort of belonged to a guy. So, if Chubby, you hired me, I sort of belong to you now. Um, and they were living in sort of like gulaggy places and just thousands of them were fucking dying. Um, So there was massive human rights issues over the last almost decade while they've sort of set it up. And there was all sorts of bullshit going on at the time about how they even got the allotment. But it's an absolute fucking shit show. It is got to be – it's so bad. Like Bud or whoever owns Bud, B-A, or whatever the company's called – Major sponsor. Then what? Six days before they say, "Ah, oh, actually no." Um, and they have fuck you money, so they can do that. But it's before this World Cup is over. There's going to be a lot of people in fucking strife over there. People in jail, women arrested for stuff. it there's going to be some, just there's going to be some awful, awful shit going on.
0: Yeah, you know, look, I reckon going to a World Cup would be one of the great events. Amazing, the fantastic experience. I've got no desire to
1: go to Qatar if you had any foresight, you would not have gone to Qatar. Yeah. And like, I know that football tragics are like serious tragics and they put rugby tragics to shame, but like, I just don't think you're having a great time there. I really don't. And I think that as the world cup goes on, more people get frustrated teams, you get like fined or kicked out cause they're wearing the wrong fucking armband or whatever. Like I saw that there's oh, going to be, there's going to be oh more drama. There's going to be more dramas. Yeah. Um, I look for the the about the armbands and stuff like that, I still don't I don't know where I sit on the fact that every time you play a game you have to be making some sort of political statement. Um but you know, the talk about they'll just hand a yellow card out if you if you run on the field with a with an with a sort of LGBTQ plus I XY um armband is like how does that work into the rules? Like how how does something that the they're obviously not that happy about FIFA. That's it. You then get fine for that on the field? Like, it's it's scary how bad it is.
0: It's fucking wild.
1: And the, the Iranian players didn't sing the anthem? Like, yeah. are they all going to be shot when they go home?
0: That's quite brave, to be honest.
1: There's 15,000 Iranian women up for death penalty in Iran. So, I mean, yeah. So many. Like, there's so many... And it's already started happening, so I don't know what that's going to be. Like, the fallout from this World Cup is going to be massive. But it has also made me realise how little Australians really give a fuck about football. Because everything all over social media you see at the moment is, like, fucking Americans, like, you know, in the classroom, everyone's watching the game. Obviously, England, all of Europe. In, in perspective, like, Australia really doesn't care.
0: If we were going to win, everyone would care.
1: Yeah, but all the other Mino nations getting on their side. Oh. We just have other sport. It's just That's not very true. popular.
0: You know where I'd like to go one day? A Caribbean cricket tour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, well, to watch Aussies in uh, West Indies? Yeah,
0: maybe the 2020 or something, so I'd have to be there all day, but that'd I reckon be that'd, be unreal. that'd be unreal.
1: That'd be good. I'd go don't, to
0: that. do you reckon? A couple of runs. Like, as
1: long as it's not in like a fucking 1920s backwards Middle Eastern nation, I'm there.
0: Like Jamaica, you know, Barbados, Trinidad.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Now on that uh sort of thing, have you seen anything that there's been some dramas over here about the uh the Hong Kong anthem at Sevens game?
0: I, okay. Please explain that to me. I, I I heard briefly about it last night, but can you please go into yeah, it? Yeah, in I'll some
1: explain it. So uh my friends have had to listen to me talk about it because I it's very, very interesting. So um the the Hong Kong sevens team was playing at like the Asia. Qualifier something something so like Japan, Korea, all those things. They're in the final against Japan, and instead of the Hong Kong national anthem being played, which is actually the Chinese national anthem, um, a <laughs> sort of they played the soon. old anthem. No, it's not an anthem. It's a it's a it's a pro democracy sort of song that came to rise during the during the protests in two thousand nineteen. And so you can see the video and the players are looking around going like, that's weird. But
0: uh, um, just just to fill in a little bit of detail there, apparently the organisers claimed that Hong Kong didn't send the anthem over to them. They apparently did. But um, so the, they Googled Hong Kong national anthem. That's the first song that came up. So they decided to play that song.
1: And it's not a crazy story if you think about it. I mean, Korea, it was in Korea, like Korea's interest to, subvert some sort of, or make a political statement about Hong Kong is fucking zero, right? Yeah. So if you do look up the like Hong Kong, national anthem, or whatever, like you, like you get, you, it's not untenable that you get that, but there's been, that was not good. There was big dramas with that. Um, And then, so like the, I saw someone from Hong Kong has, or China or Hong Kong has gone and met the head of Asia rugby, something, something just yesterday about it. In the fallout, um, it was also picked up that during the qualifying matches for the World Cup that the guys have been at in Dubai, the right anthem played, but the wrong song title was shown on the TV. That's right. And there was an, there's another investigation into it. So they've released a regulation now that if you are at, if you're a sportsman at an event and you hear the wrong anthem, you have to make a signal with your hands, that it's the wrong anthem being played. China. Hong Kong. China. Government. Oh. So it's, it's, but it's crazy, man. Like phones were taken, all sorts of shit was happened to try and establish whether in fact it was an inside job over there. The story about it being the, like an intern kids picked the wrong things. That is, I think very feasible, but I don't know. It's been big jobs.
0: Did the boys have to get a police escort when they got back? Is that true?
1: I'm not sure about the, I'm not sure about that one. I, I,
0: was there any repercussions for the players?
1: I don't I don't believe so. I know yes. I think that but I think I know some some there was some investigation into phones and whatnot, but yeah, very um.
0: China doesn't fuck around.
1: No, they don't fuck around. Yeah, don't fuck I don't.
0: Around. I don't know if that's very appealing to me. That situation.
1: No, it's it's kind of um, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not great. Well, it's great. I don't know. It's, it's
0: kind of. It's kind of fun and entertaining from a distance. But if you're in that situation, I can. I can imagine that would not be fun and entertaining.
1: Yeah. No. It, it would be kind of scary. like I saw a few of the like you can tell as the guys are reacting to the game like oh what I mean the answer like what is going on here and they um, know too
0: they'd know they'd they'd have some understanding of how China's reaction would be
1: too I'd imagine. Oh, 100%. Like they they would have known it wasn't going to be great, but like, what are they going to do with time? They're literally standing on the field. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm currently unsure, but I may be being censored. I, I wrote an article a couple of days ago, um, which is pending still. I don't know why. It's very unusual that it pends. Um, and I did feel uh, I've sort of to told you a tiny bit about <clears throat> some of the things. If you are a rugby union person in your head right now, what in 2012, the rugby league um, salary cap was f- about four and a half million. In your head, think about what the union one would have been. It was also four and a half million. So, 12, 10 years ago, the salary, like financially level playing field, um, which is in hindsight why I think you saw guys like Wendell Sailor, Lottie Takiri, Matt Rogers come over because they were sort of pay like they were the same, right? 10 years later, Union's 5.5. So it's gone up $1 million, which is tantamount to like inflation. And League is at 11. Per team. 11 per team. So something's gone horribly wrong in the last 10 years. And I like a lot of that, I'm sure can be put down commercially, but you'd see anyone who's been watching the news, seen that the NRL been pushing like the Players Association and the NRL executive are in a massive fucking argument about wages. So and are you
0: Are you having another crack at Rupa? Is that what you're yeah. saying?
1: Hold on. Yes, of course I am. Because they, they're a fucking limp dick arm of nothing. But like the NRL, so it's, it's causing issues, but the NRL Players Association, they usually get 36% of revenue share. Yeah. They're set to get all these increases, blah, 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 but it's 32%. And they're saying, well, hold on, we're, we're you know, equal parts of why this game's going well. Why aren't we getting this? And all sorts of those things are helping players retire, well-being, medical payouts, minimum wage going to 150 in league. That's fucking right. One, 150 not. There's guys running around. There's guys who played Super Rugby this year who would have been on 30 thousand dollars.
0: I know a bloke that was getting 350 bucks a week.
1: There you go. And my my no, it just made me think because like the and the players aren't afraid and they don't do it in a bad way, but they go, well, no, this isn't quite the right outcome we're looking for. When in the history, and I fucking Googled for a long time, has that ever happened in rugby union Australia? Have you ever seen this is not really the financial outcome we're looking for? We're gonna keep we're gonna keep seeing what's happened. It's it is never fucking it's never happened once.
0: Even during so the that- COVID stuff, they didn't really fight for them.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe that's the reason I'm still pending, but I wrote about the COVID <coughs> stuff. The COVID stuff was a fucking disgrace, but it was also, it's really just a example of why there is no actual player association. They got a thing. They said, you've got to sign this in 24 hours. We're going to stand you down and take your license if you don't sign it.
0: They have to like, pay Rupert fees.
1: Yeah. Fuck so this is like, and note, like, fuck, no shit. Like, you can talk to a lot of players, whether they're senior or otherwise, and they know that i <coughs> are completely useless. They're there as a, just just because uh, it's a positive look. But at what point ever in the history of the game? So our, uh, the salaries have barely gone up over a fucking decade. Has there been any talk that... You know what? They'd be good if we got some more money, or things are going well for you guys. Why don't we get some more money? Or we're in a bit of a drawn out conversation here. Never. Not fucking once. So I just don't know how it's ever going to get better. Because at least in league, and trust me, the Players Association there aren't perfect, but they put their hand up and go, well, no, this kind of, this isn't good enough, and we're not going to sign off on it. And it's creating problems for everyone at the moment. But the you need agitation if you're going to get a better outcome.
0: It's hard to agitate when the um, the other side are the people that are paying your wages.
1: Yeah, it's it's a joke, but like, and it's hard because if you're a guy who's on three hundred fifty bucks a week or something like that, you're not the right person to be agitating. But if you're a guy who's twenty eight and played six seasons of Super Rugby and you're on a three year deal, then you know what you. You should probably, in the interest, in the greater interest, you might want to think about actually what is going on, because at some point someone's going to have to. I would dissolve the players' association and make one that actually are going to kick back on something. And you can't dissolve the players' association; it's part of the rules.
0: But you need all the the players to buy in. You need a
1: certain percentage of of the players, but like they have to seriously ask what is being done about anything. Well, like what's being done.
0: That'd have to be led by the senior guys as well, otherwise the young guys wouldn't wouldn't want to rock the boat.
1: Like if every three years in league the new CBA comes in and the salary cap goes up, salaries go up. Therefore, so a lot of the contracting is done around the salary. So it's like, oh, the new CBA will be in twenty twenty three. Let's say instead of five hundred grand, you get, you know, one point four percent of the cap. So like your, your wage will go up, like. It just doesn't exist. I tried to find what the CBA is going forward into next year for union. It's just, There's just nothing there. So they extended the COVID emergency one for last season, obviously making amendments so people aren't getting 60% cuts. But it's, it's I just don't understand. Basically, RA just says, all right, here's the salary, here's the budget. And that's it. There's like There's no one at all. So either they're so fair and just that there's no need to push back on anything ever. Or someone's just not doing anything. I've literally tried to find a single article where any player was like, yeah, this isn't good enough. We want more. Or we want something different. Or we want a retirement fund. Or we want a medical fund. Or we want less games, more games, different schedule. There's not. There's nothing.
0: Is it because the top guys are getting looked after? Do you think?
1: I, th- I think it's the top guys aren't in the country right, for the most part. But
0: the Wallaby boys are getting like you'd say they, 10, they're and getting two looked Al, Al and Al, well, then, I don't,
1: I don't think they know what it would look like to get looked after. Different though, hmm. they could be getting looked after different. It's not like a <clears> surface <throat> for them, but they could be ensuring that the guys who are going into training are being paid, you know, four hundred bucks a week or the minimum wage. The average league wage next next season, if everything ticks off, is going to be four hundred grand, which would what, be one hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah. over. The, the union top pay without why, a top-up.
0: Why wouldn't you do that? And then if you're a state-of-origin player, a kangaroo, or one of the elite players in the game, you, you make making over a million bucks a year.
1: But it also explains why you don't see top-level well, – What it doesn't explain – like, it should be very fucking clear by this point, but it explains why you don't see top-level league guys coming to union anymore. You don't. Yeah. You see guys who fucking had a, some sort of drink-driving offense, fucking – Weren't quite good enough in league. Maybe they suit union better. Yeah. Um, old as shit, you don't see it because it's impossible to replicate that sort of cash. But it, I just, I just all the chat, like the players at the world cup going, No, it's not good <laughs> enough yet. We'll figure it out. We want the women to be paid X, we want this, we want the kids. I just thought, When the fuck have I ever heard anyone in union say that? That's a good point. Yeah, I haven't. And the place, the players, you guys <laughs> need to. You need a new association that actually gives a fuck, aren't being paid by them and will go, hmm, you know what? This is pretty shit. Why hasn't there been a salary increase in seven years? So fucking food for thought. I look forward
0: scary. to re- I look forward to reading that article. Did you publish that in the raw?
1: I did, but it's as I said, it I don't know why. It usually goes up almost automatically. Hmm. This one is not. So I don't know why. <clears throat>
0: Mainstream media just trying to silence
1: (laughs) (laughs) it But it's yeah, it's very. I don't know. It's it's not like anything bad's happened to me from it. I was paid exactly what I should have been paid at the time.
0: Imagine if you put your time and energy into productive things. Fuck, you would be successful.
1: I do. This is productive. One day, Uh, look back uh, and point to this point. Point to this podcast and say this was the moment union fucking turned on its head in Australia.
0: While you're fucking working in a garden somewhere.
1: (laughs) I'm not working in a garden.
0: (laughs) Whoa!
1: Working on my Ain't hey, nothing wrong with
0: working in a garden, by the way. I like
1: working in gardens. Oh,
0: absolutely, no, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, already spoke about. I, I already spoke about Trump. <laughs> yeah, him written, yeah, written down. Yeah, I didn't written down. I watched the midterms. It was it's fucking fun. It's funny. It's in, it's, it's entertaining. so
0: entertaining to me.
1: It's so entertaining, but it's it's very bad. He's he's bad.
0: I hope, you. Awesome. I hope he wins. I hope he wins again.
1: He won't. He won't. I don't think he, he don't should not if- they,
0: they won't okay. let him win. They won't let him win.
1: They won't let him win. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no. So I was watching that. And then actually, that's no, that's too, that's no one will find that interesting. Finally, actually, something happened, which made me so fucking happy. Those idiots who glue themselves to shit and sit <laughs> on roads, someone uh-huh. picked one of them up and threw them in a fucking garden in, I think it was France. And it made me so happy. Is there a video of that somewhere? There is. He was sitting like they're sitting on the fucking road freeway in the morning. People are trying to go to work. And this French dude just gets out, picks him up, launches him into a fucking bush, like sort of hits a sign and just goes, shut the fuck up. And the guy was not very, he was rattled. He was very rattled. So, of course you would be.
0: People that do that shit aren't used to confrontation or violence.
1: No. no way. It's it's a time and it's a time in history where like people don't just go out and have fist fights to settle arguments anymore. Like you, you sort of just probably go on Facebook and say something mean about someone. So if some like French guy gets out of his car and launches you into a garden, you'd be pretty rattled. Fucking fucking made me happy.
0: Mate, we talk about this every week, but (laughs) what has become of our society when people do shit like that?
1: I don't know. Like, I don't know how you think like, you know what I'm really worried about the climate. Like, I think the only some, yeah like, I think I think the only logical thing for me to do is get some f- tomato soup and launch it on this Van Gogh.
0: And I will make a difference because I am important.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm, I'm there's people out there who make differences, but it's like where, where mm-hmm. does your thought process go where you're like, yeah I have to launch this tomato soup on this Van Gogh. But or- I think the
0: people that actually make a difference aren't thinking I am going to make a difference. Like, that's not the reason they're doing it. I am special. I will do this. I will make a difference.
1: Yeah. I mean, that. yeah. Uh, everyone, maybe that's, we're- That's what they're thinking. Teachers out there, a lot of my friends are teachers. Stop telling your kids that they can do anything. Oh,
0: it's glorified. Because most of babysitting them can teachers. do nothing. It's glorified huh? babysitting. They're overpaid. They're underworked. I think we need more restrictions on teachers. I was that actually doesn't. looking
1: at—I was looking at doing a masters in education. Actually, chubby, don't so
0: fuck, don't fucking
1: do it to yourself. Why? You just said they're overpaid and underworked. That sounds. Mate,
0: I, perfect. I, I see my wife come home during school holidays, or well, she doesn't leave home during school holidays, and she's happy, she's relaxed. Oh God, I can't keep going on. Just in case some of her school listen to this, it
1: makes you sick, eh? It's yeah,
0: seeing her happy is just terrible
1: seeing your life partner in such 12 weeks holiday a year they would drag me down as well man that's that's horrible so um that's it's sorry to hear about all that
0: good in all seriousness i think teaching is a very tough gig and i think you have to be a very special person to do it for a long period of time and i think they are vastly underpaid for the work that they have to do Like Uh, it's it's important it's important it's one of the most important jobs there is and I think uh, from from what I'm understanding there's fewer and fewer people going into teaching and they're they're desperate they're desperate for people.
1: yeah like I, uh, the, the good teachers I had made a very large difference on my outcomes. I'm not sure whether they'd be happy with my outcome as it stands <laughs> at the moment but for a period there it was everything was looking pretty good and uh, they were very very good. the bad ones were very very bad so it's it's hard um, it's
0: like having a bad coach you know the, it a, is. Good, I, a, th- a good coach can be very influential a bad coach can be equally terrible
1: for years I was used to always say and I don't know whether I said to annoy people or not but I do think that you should probably need to get more than 62 to be a teacher in you know in your in your ATAR and I know that like I know that academic outcomes aren't linear like you maybe you're good at other things but not good at writing essays but I think I think it's hard because you're saying that there's a lack of demand, but I'd like to see the bar raise the touch. I think you get better outcomes. Uh, it's like I said to my, my, my brother's a my brother's a cop, and I, it's the same thing. I, I would love it if they were some sort of like fit, strong beasts, smart, but the reality is you need like 4.5 in the beep test and you've got to do six push-ups these days.
0: I'm just trying to think of how to word this without offending two very important groups of people (laughs) but i think if you raise the bar you'd get even less people and and i think that if you raise the bar like there's a reason oh god i can't i can't can't understand yeah of course you do it's
1: like it's like anything but i suppose there are countries where it seems more prestigious more prestigious higher paying job it's got to be like well i think teaching yeah go
0: Well, I keep cutting. I keep cutting you off today. I'm sorry, sorry. but I I think when we were young, teaching was like a renowned profession. People looked up to teachers, and now it's just not the case. From what I can see, they get shat all over.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt that. I mean, there was a lot of problems last year with the public and Catholic school teachers, and like you know, they all sorts of different things with the with the New South Wales government. But it would be it's a cultural thing about what is good and what is not good it's like a societal cultural thing but I, I think it should be subsidized instead of subsidizing all this other dumb shit like electric cars and fucking all sorts of stuff that has no impact on anything like subsidized teaching to make people go into it that is a good idea they should they should subsidize it and also change the attempt to like change two, the narrative two year a little uni,
0: bit two-year uni degree rather than four-year one just for make example,
1: it, make it more appealing. Make yeah. it more appealing, and I think that I should make the cop being a cop or doing something like I think <laughs> that should make the cops more appealing as well. Because oh, totally agree. I think my brother is would be a very good cop. He's very like level headed. He's not emotional like I am. He's he's smart enough to party, but there's some at the same time like the entry levels are so low. So if they have to do
0: some. They have to do some wild shit. They
1: have to yeah. do some wild shit. But I'd like you should be rewarded in kind. But you should also be fit for the job. Yeah. So, like, the unfortunate, like, with the whole modern, like, we've got to let everyone in, everyone's got to be part of the team, like, thing. Like, the, back in the day, like, you used to have to be, and I'm not calling for this at all, but you used to have to be, like, six foot. There, there was a height cutoff and a weight cutoff and, like, all sorts of things to make sure they were fit and healthy and stuff. And these days, I remember him training for it. And I was like, mate, you should get jacked as fuck. And actually, be a, you know, it's interesting. These days, you don't. You only have to do 10 push ups and, like, a 7 1 in the beep test.
0: A mutual friend of ours just went through the firefighting procedure to get into the firefighters. And that's a fucking serious. That's a serious yeah, because thing you have to because get
1: because the, the the like supply of jobs for firefighters is really low. There's not many jobs and it's a fucking people love it. So like lots of people apply for it. So you can increase the standards for entry and make it harder, you know. Like yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. And it's a like it's a very highly sought after job. It pays well. It's a cool job. Like good, lots good of life mixed
0: it. around. It's like two days on, five days off, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and it also has a bit of a, like a mysterious prestige to it, where people think like people want to do it. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of a lot of yeah, it'd be a cool job. But yeah, I know that a lot of people try out for it. Like it's, it's hard. But
0: they had to do like like as you were saying with the police, they have to do a lot of fitness tests. But the requirements are quite high to get. Yeah, it they to. are
1: high, and I I know that like. Yeah. Even for the older guys, like you, still got to be able to carry the X upstairs and downstairs and things like that. Um, Revolutionising the job world here. So if anyone, well, wants, we're
0: solving a lot of problems.
1: I'm, I'm I'm more than happy with the problems I've solved. Now, um, one for the one for the boomers out there, the collapse of FTX. Have you read about it? Oh, that is interesting. So interesting. That is so, interesting.
0: That'll be a good Netflix documentary. Can in about you give six the? Can you
1: do, you do? you have the background? I, I've to got to like
0: you? a brief summary of it. So basically, my my understanding and fill in the blanks here is: is this guy? It's basically a big scam. The FDX thing was uh, an online trading platform for cryptocurrency. Yep. Is that accurate? And and from the bits of things I've seen from like Dave Portnoy. They have no records of some of where the transactions have gone. They they loaned the CEO or the general manager of the company a billion dollars in cash. They had multiple locations all through tax havens throughout the Caribbean, and and basically billions of dollars have just disappeared all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, so they filed for like effectively bankruptcy. They tried to sell. It is a good example of. Simultaneously, the upside and downside of the cryptocurrency thing. I'm by no means part of it. Now, I've got friends whose little brothers have made 10, 15 grand and they're 14 because they bought into some fucking made up coin and sold a month later. But there's effectively very little regulation on it because that's how it was designed to be yeah. something online where you could, it's not bound by the realms of normal society. This guy, um, What's his name? Sam. Sam something. Sam something. Sam Binkman something. He has just made a fucking absolute mockery of it. Like he spent hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars between his girlfriend, his family, all sorts of shit. And he lives in the, he lives in Jamaica or the Cayman Islands. So, but there was like, it's on par with one of the most egregious financial things to ever happen because in this trading thing, there was like, because crypto is becoming more mainstream, there was pension, there was pension funds in there. There was all sorts of things. People relied on not just guys with a Bitcoin who want, who want to hold Bitcoin in there. Like there so was it goes far pension. deeper than that. There was funds there's pension funds. There's just hundreds of millions of dollars of people like relied upon money. Fuck. And, it's, it's sort of a good example of why I have not really been overly interested in it. It's sort of like currency in real life is backed by the RBA, or it's backed by in certain countries like uh, the value of the property or something. So but this is it's sort of just made up. Like a lot of the coins are, there's and lots of people are being sued all over the place, for example. Yeah, yeah, not people, but like for pumping and dumping stocks, right? So, all these celebrities, me and Chubby, big celebrities in fucking West Ride, get fucking dick coin, fucking advertise the shit out of it. The price goes up because people are like, oh, dick coin, but it's not worth anything. And then you just sell it as soon as it hits the top. And mean you own 70% of it. There's a so bunch the- of influencers that did that about six months ago. Yeah, correct. And so the, the price then goes from, you know, 10 bucks a coin to 0.01. So, like, it's just an unbelievably turbulent thing in general. But as it's sort of become more acceptable, crypto and whatnot, and there's these regu- there's these you know places that you can trade through or they hold it, this like FTX, like this is, it's, it's fucking insane. It is insane. And he's, he like, he was just giving the cash to his girlfriend or it was, it's, there's just so much to the story, but it's just, it's a very good example of, of how volatile it is have you got mates who are into crypto
0: yeah yeah i've I found the whole thing very strange at the time i think maybe six nine months a year ago maybe it was going crazy everyone was talking about it and i i found it all quite strange i bought a little bit just out of curiosity like a couple hundred bucks worth just to like because I, I can't see things from the outside and understand it i have to be inside it and actually see what happens mm-hmm. but that's a weird fucking world in
1: general. It's, well, it's just not, it's, yeah, it, it is weird. <laughs> and I think, like, for a while, see, Bitcoin's, origi- like, it originated from the Silk Road sort of things, like, where you, that you were trading, you were Everyone buying goods People, online. yeah. Yeah, you were Born buying people, people slaves. Kidneys.
0: Yeah, illegal yeah. fireworks.
1: Yeah, you were. You could buy yeah. fucking anything. And that whole story is in itself a great story. It's a great read, great listen, whatever you want to do. But it's when it, like, advanced out of that realm and into... Effectively a stock, really.
0: it's Extra- like NFTs. NFTs oh, is a scam I had, as well. I was,
1: <laughs> I was waiting to get into NFTs, but the NFT thing is um that for me goes to the next level of idiocy. Like how fucking dumb do you have to be to buy? And I again, it's it's more, it's not my generation. It's it's God, it's younger. It's way younger than us. But like people buying. These fucking photos of a monkey, right, online, and they're worth a million dollars because someone says they're worth a million dollars, or the demand for them at the time is massive. But after that drops away, like six months later, that's what I used to always, I always talk to my, to my mates, little brothers about it. I'm like, well, what happens? And obviously, they're not going to give me a like economic breakdown of what how it's going to work. But I'm like, well, what happens in a year when no one gives a fuck about this? ape thing anymore what happened
0: like the board ape ape.
1: yeah so for anyone who doesn't know about it's just a it's just a type of fucking online photo of apes but like you know they were selling for a million dollars depending on which one you got and i've noticed recently that really hasn't been much talk about nfts in general that was sort of thing that came and went but like of course like you everyone might want it today but there's Unlike things in reality, like gold or fucking property or something that will be perpetually valuable, a photo of an ape is not.
0: You know, the wildest one is digital real estate.
1: Yeah, well, the, I, the metaverse.
0: But did people are buying land in in the digital metaverse?
1: Well, that's the uh, yeah. Again, like land is, land is land is land because it's tangible. Like you can sit on it, and you can't just multiply it by hitting a button.
0: That's fucking crazy to me.
1: I'm currently currently getting absolutely bombarded. I have a nice group who keep me up to date with all that sort of shit. Um, But yes, they were just sending it through again, like super funds all in the FTX, like people super pension, all sorts of shit. It's gone down the drain. If you bought an NFT, you are a fucking idiot. Um, And I I would be surprised if there's one in the world that's worth what it was six months ago.
0: So when the next trend comes up, we just got to be quick, get on it. You got to be quick to get in. Get 100%. a few million bucks, get rid of it, move on to the next scam.
1: Like Bitcoin dropped from 60 grand at 15 overnight. That's got to be bad. That's got to be <laughs> like, you, that's got to be concerning. I, I don't know, like maybe one of the crashes of wall street, like how, how anything's dropped like that.
0: I need to learn more about how the economy works. I'm I'm very like, all yeah, I, I don't have a good knowledge of all that sort of thing. Like why things go up, why things go down. You know,
1: it gets super messy in there. I'm like, I've only ever, um, both my parents, well, yeah, my, both my parents have got degrees in economics. But, so yeah, um, so you've got a
0: you got a family background in it.
1: Yeah, my dad has a doctorate in some sort of weird shit, but I've, I only have a surface level understanding. It gets really fucking dense in there. But if you do have an understanding, it's a fairly it's a fairly good one to have. If you're a young kid out there and you're picking between gender studies and fucking economics, I might recommend that economics would perhaps be better.
0: I was having this chat with a kid the other day about school. Do you think it would be beneficial for anyone that wanted to be an entrepreneur or start a business that you actually have business studies and you go, all right, Jed, you come into this class, you must start a business. can be anything you want, a service, a product, online information, content, whatever you wanted to do you got to start a business and then my job as a teacher is to to train you on the things required for the business, marketing your tax your legal stuff you mm. all that kind of shit like mm. do you, do you think i wish that that, ha- that was around when i was a kid
1: more practical elements
0: Well, like yeah. you know you want to start this wandering bear fucking beer whatever
1: yeah, but yeah, you yeah.
0: actually have to do it and as part of that's that's something that you must do during the class which we have every day for an hour Whatever it's one of your uh, um what do they call it your electorates or whatever yeah yeah something something like that and this kid's yeah, like oh, it'd be, that's it'd a good be idea. Very,
1: I think that they do do that at very few places like a few places now but like more a more practical approach but yeah absolutely I mean most of my degrees were writing stuff <coughs> so I, I'm good at writing stuff but like it's really only once I did the sort of post postgraduate thing where you learn about the actual practicalities of filing a court motion or like doing this or how to talk or like those sort of things but and I'm taking that back to the business example like you know this is how you do a tax return say you set up a website this is how you and i'm sure those things will emerge as sort of alternatives to traditional tertiary education like that you, you learn and I can't say this for every fucking degree because I haven't done every degree. I've only done sixty percent of them for my friends. But you learn most of what you learn when you start working. You yeah, don't pra- do it. Practically, You don't do it. Yeah. It's a. It's just a. It's a. It signifies that you were smart enough to and hardworking enough to do something for a period, rather than be ready to roll. Yeah, that's
0: like so, when I used to work for the building office. He said that they would look at a degree or a diploma as a credibility indicator that you yeah, yeah. had the discipline to stick out something and that's it. Yeah. yeah. The rest yeah, is experience.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, obviously there's a sliding scale of difficulty there and some are easier than others. And, but it's not always the, you know, it's not always the best outcome for employment. The, I think that the, there was, there's been like a fuck. I hope people, I hope people uh, like long words and deep, meaningful conversation, but there was like a deregulation of university somewhat where like, I don't know, but like when you left school, you had to get the mark to get into the course, right?
0: For the first year, like to get immediate access Yes, but then you could back end it.
1: Correct. But now the kids, like I know kids who've been finishing their HSC and going through Colts and all sorts of shit. You get your offer for uni before you sat your HSC because there was deregulation of how many students could be in each course. Yeah, it's money. It's all money. It's all cash. So instead of like you need to study hard and get X, Y to get into law or business administration or whatever. These kids, they literally got to get their offer in fucking August and they don't know if they do anything. Like Macquarie offers them early entry into commerce and depending on however many kids accept it, they'll just go into it. Speaking
0: of scams, what about universities?
1: It, it is. It is. <laughs> I actually really like universities. Because- yeah, look,
0: look, I'm sure it was a good life experience, but it's a scam.
1: I mean to yes there's there's elements of it that are a scam you don't need there's certain things you need in certain industries now you need like being but, being
0: a doctor for example
1: yeah like being a doctor but like there's other things where you can just work the one the the biggest scam of university I think is the fact that they offer all these courses and I've spoken to heaps of kids they offer all these courses that are completely shit like I've spoken to so many people when i was working in management who were like i want to be a sports manager and they're doing a fucking bachelor of sports management and i'm like i'll tell you how you get hired as a, in a sports management firm which is very small be a fucking accountant or a lawyer or something that can be used in practicality rather than like the the niche shorter degrees and enjoying doing cocaine as well <laughs> <laughs> but like i just remember thinking uh, it's a very micro example but like you know, like the the sort of ACP where you can do like a sports this or a sports that, like it, where it's very appealing, but like what's the outcome of that? Like
0: what cause can I do to become a billionaire? That's what I want to know.
1: We need to pump and dump a fucking Bitcoin. We need to pump and dump of a, a star a penny stock.
0: Wandering Bear University.
1: Wandering Bear University, Hustlers <laughs> the
0: University. No, we uh, need a
1: if we just created a coin. And had someone large enough to pro- to promote it in Australia, someone very popular.
0: Hey, we're mates with Holloway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's a big deal I'll be, now. I'll big fanny Holloway, <laughs> but I don't think you're big enough to pump and dump our stock. But he stopped listening.
0: He stopped listening to the show now. Yes. Why? He's
1: too. It's too, what, it's too yeah. famous.
0: Oh, I don't know. He's probably got better
1: things to do. Well, I'm not going to shout him out anymore. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I, well, that's how. I, I think that's how you do it. I don't know if you can do the old thing like you know the guy who invented post sticket notes and things and makes trillions. I don't know I don't know if that exists anymore
0: I've gotta I've gotta hope that something like that does exist because <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise every, I, I'm every good
1: idea that someone comes up with these days will be a, an app or a fucking this or that and it's like oh, it's so hard where, where are the days where I could invent like a something to keep my beer colder Oh, like that, and- where I just at home and then take it somewhere and go, here you go. And they go, fuck, that's fantastic. And
0: everyone's a content creator now. Every fucking person has five podcasts. They've all got NFTs. You know, everyone's an inventor because they don't want to work, which is, oh, I can understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, man. It's funny. But I don't, I don't know. know-
0: I don't know what the way out of it is. I, I keep looking at the world now uh, in my life, and everything is getting so so expensive, so expensive. Give me an example. Going out for breakfast, filling your car up with fuel, driving, okay. uh, getting well, a coffee. I can tell you,
1: I can tell you for free. Driving and filling your car up with fuel don't have to be expensive, but we choose for it to be expensive. But in the other things, yeah, I mean, there's Rent, a bit of inflation.
0: Rents going up. It's um, going up. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't get a five dollar lunch anymore. It's minimum fifteen.
1: I wonder what the turning point will be where people are like, okay, I get it, but now I can no longer afford anything. I was reading um about and <laughs> an article after I may or may not release this one, but about Canberra and their electric car thing, and like, I wonder when what the point will be, like where. People are like, oh, okay, I actually can't afford to turn my lights on anymore. Like, I sort of, I get it, and I want to be cool, but I, I can't do it because my, I can't pay my bill. Like California rolling blackouts, all sorts of shit because they don't have any energy. Like, I wonder when we, when we'll hit that. That will happen. Right, yeah, I mean, the,
0: if the electrical bills triple, like a bunch of people have told me that they will, I, I will struggle to keep that up as well as my regular drinking
1: eating out every single meal. <laughs> well, I th- all those things are heavily taxed as well. Like alcohol and whatnot, but the, I'm not giving that up. <laughs> no, no, never. Don't be stupid.
0: Alcohol, heroin. You should start, Um, um you should start a stub stack. It's like an online platform that writers have. And you just post your own thing and get subscribers. You're going to eventually make money doing it. I reckon you should do that.
1: I might. I, I, Fuck I-
0: giving your content to the scum at raw.
1: Yeah. I'd only do that. Cause it's, easy it's easily published except this recent one. Dude, but, get
0: on get on Substack, start posting on
1: Twitter again. Yeah, I'm I'm back to the thing quickly, the other thing. Yeah, I sorry. remember talking to someone and I they, they were different differently politically aligned to me, which is fucking fine. Like it does so shouldn't they're,
0: think that conservative
1: and no. It <laughs> shouldn't impact your whole life. But I was like well, what what happens if your electricity bill goes up 50%? And they're like you know that's just what that's the price of doing, you know, doing business. And I'm like, all right, what if it goes up by three? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, what if it goes up by 10? Because it's just going to go up exponentially. At the moment, we're like, Australia's reducing, continuing to reduce its fuel emissions and planning for greener outcomes, but there's just, they don't have the energy production. So, like, everything's just going to keep going up. I believe I, we discussed this like a year ago. But it's literally just going to keep going up. So petrol, fuel, everything, People because we don't we don't want to make it because it's bad. People are fucking funny, man. People it's, are funny. I was negotiating
0: What's... a price for a highlight reel with this kid. Yeah, two is fine. Three hundred's too much. And I know, <laughs> and they're not a kid. They're, I know for a fact that they're regular. You know. No, no, i was was trying to think of a a crafty way of saying they enjoy doing cocaine
1: oh yeah well anyone anyone who does that don't listen to
0: your financial woes you're not gonna make it i'm sorry like just don't worry about
1: it that would be an interesting side an an interesting turn for you chubby in your business is if people come to you for highlight reels and they pay you but in return you can either give them a highlight reel or just write back you will not make it but they have to pay upfront.
0: Give me some feedback.
1: You're fat. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Slow.
0: You're unfit. Uh, oh, oh.
1: Pretty... yeah, go. No, Sorry, no, go I, go.
0: I, I have a rant. Okay. Uh, being a coach in the Shoot Shield, you get sent so many. I, oh, I was about remember. to do
1: this. Go, go, go. Oh,
0: they are terrible. Some of the highlight reels going around are fucking terrible. If I can't tell immediately who you are, then I'm not going to watch longer than a minute. There's fucking. And all the fluff between clips. So some guy will do a tackle and it'll be a shit tackle. And then there'll be like two phases after that because they did a good play off his tackle or whatever. Then they go to the next thing and you go, which one is the
1: fucking guy? Two days ago, I luckily, not like, I don't know. Luckily, just the way it is, I get sent highlight reels occasionally. It's not like I'm the fucking oracle of players, but it's like, is this guy, what are your thoughts? Right. And for the first minute and a half, I thought it was the second round. And I was like, fuck, he moves good in the line out. It was the prop. So the prop added highlights of him just lifting and attacking line out.
0: Which is not so a the, highlight either. For the
1: first minute and a half. So like I, I was going, fuck they're on to something here. They're like this guy moves well across the ground. He's fucking, he looks tall. Um and it honest to God, two-thirds of the way through like a five-minute highlight reel. I was going, fuck this is weird. He's got so many, he's got a lot of scrumaging clips for a second row. I don't. He's the, he's the prop. Holy shit, he's the prop. And I, I I could not tell, but the not only are they not good highlights, but it's that time of the year where, fuck, there's some just trash floating around. And, and unfortunately, the way shoot shield is you just got to, if you're in a desperate position and from a coaching perspective, you got to fucking point your gun at a bucket and hope you hit a fish because there are oh, some fucking we've, – we've both lived through – random Kiwi guys who came over and been absolutely dog shit. every and single club has every single club every has. of course they have also guys who have been fantastic like Taylor Adams and like yeah. uh, South have had some good ones but geez there's been some bad ones as well like and it's so risky man it's so risky
0: I think someone made for every one or two good ones you get 10 bad ones. that might yeah. be being, that might be being harsh maybe might be over might maybe be it's one to five maybe. I think that's reasonable.
1: Yeah, like you, you get some guys who who just don't show up or they'll be second, third graders, or which is fine if you're just a guy showing up from West Ride to Eastwood. But if you're yeah. coming from fucking Auckland and you're being paid for and whatnot, then that makes things hard.
0: Also, let's have this rant again. So many fucking people don't need managers. You don't well, need a manager. If you're a shoot shield, second grader, or, or barely a first grader, you don't need a fucking manager. There are these human bin chickens that try and sign up every single player in the shoot shield. And what they do is because they get a fee from the club, they move them from club to club to club, telling them that's the best thing for their rugby, when in reality, all they want to do is get a paycheck.
1: Yeah, it's... it's I thought it got outlawed. No. Okay, well, it's firstly... And I'm trying to find the most positive way I can think about it, about it. If you are said chicken of the bin, and you sign enough players and move enough plays each year, then you actually make a okay side wedge.
0: Good on them. There's someone human correct. bin chicken, an absolute human bin chicken, who was making ninety grand a year,
1: correct? From the shoot so shield alone. That's what I had in mind.
0: And they are the only person in this level that really fucking niches at this level, which is yes. smart from them. I can't it blame them. Can't blame smart. them from their intelligence, but you don't yeah. fucking need a manager.
1: No, but any, and any of these guys who I've come across in terms of their players, once they're in a successful team and they're going successfully, you just give them a tap on the shoulder and go, mate, one, you probably don't need a manager. Or if they do need a manager, you need a different one. And they, they, a lot of guys leave them because yes. it's Super operating. Rugby two-
0: Super rugby guys won't deal with them. A lot of clubs won't deal with them. And, and there's even a thing where there's certain clubs that will deal with them. You know, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say who it is, but there's certain clubs that will deal with them. So they'll encourage the player who's been approached by the other club to go to the club that will deal with them so that they can get their money.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I, I remember from a coaching angle, not that I like I was in it for decades, but like one of the players being like, he's a second grader at the time. You know, I, do you want me back for this year? It'll be fifteen hundred bucks again. And it's no. like, it's like, no, I'm not. Well, you're not worth fifteen hundred dollars. Like you're the. It'd be good if you were like, I've developed this year. I'll come back next year. But I'm not like we're not, not going to we're not going to sign our second grade, second row or back row or whatever it is for. 1,500 bucks just for another year. That's not how it works. And, but like, go, yeah, guys are leaving. Guys just just leaving. Or you just, it's almost like the, the that's the only stepping stone at the moment for that caliber. But like for pay, players who don't know or have missed one, of, it was one of the very early podcasts where I did this great rant. But, or we did this rant together. But you're, you are sent around in a fucking phone book of players to different clubs. It's not someone going, I have Duncan, he's very good, he can play both sides, he's a good guy, he's got a business, he's got a family, that's not what happens. You are just sent in a fucking list of names with an attachment and that's that's who, what your advocacy is. like. And
0: half half the time, the agent hasn't even asked the player if they are interested in going to that country or that club. They're no. looking for an offer, then they go to the player and go, hey, this club might be interested, are you interested?
1: Three times it happened where the same player, who's a good player, who's played Super Rugby now, I think he's a good dude. He got offered three times to to us for three years. He didn't want to come any of the years. It's because he was already at a fucking club. So, like, you could tell it was like, all right, well, hopefully if we can get Eastwood to say yes, then I'll make the argument to him that it would be a better place. i get the wedge. It's very, very bad.
0: Well, I think we've discovered our niche business when you eventually retire from playing. And, and when the coaching windmill just fucks me off eventually. What? You know, being sign- an agent at this level. You kill it. We go, we got all the contacts. We're half decent people. Sometimes.
1: Sign 14-year-olds to fucking 10-year-deals.
0: The other thing, can I just make this, can I just say this to you, Jed, and please push back if you disagree with me. I, I think that if you are someone who is aspirational and you're a shoo-shoo level player you should look if you're going to move to a club or go to a club the way you should look at it is go i want to go to the place where i will make the most of my potential don't worry about the extra thousand dollars or the extra couple hundred dollars match payment where will i be able to make the most of my potential is it a good team if you're, in, if you're a forward, is it a decent forward pack? Do they have decent coaches that will help me improve to be the best that I can be? I think if you think like that, rather than go, give me, give me, give me a couple hundred bucks, that's the best way that you can actually progress your career.
1: Well, like the money at this level, is, uh, and for that sort of player who's not maybe super established, is so small. And like, I'm not making light of not having much money and needing money because I don't have much money at the moment. But- if the difference between a good outcome for you through a year and, and maybe something else is like 200 bucks, then you're a fucking moron. Um, The trade-off for some guys, I think is where there's a clear, like progressional block, like where there's maybe a, I mean, you'd always make, I I like the argument where, look, if you're good enough, you're going to get picked. There's never a, there's never a spot waiting for anyone. Like you don't leave school and like, or you don't get to South and it's like, oh, here's that loose head spot, Chubby. you're like, I'll get to East with like, oh, finally he's left school. You you can have the fucking, you can be the starting loose head now. Like if you're good enough, you get picked. So okay, occasionally people will get blocked and, but it's very occasional. I think where it's very rare where there's a genuine, I'm a five, eight, I'm a good player. There's a 5'8 here that's my age. He's a good player as well. He's going to be there for five or six years. That's the only exception where, like, I see guys bounce around. But what I see a lot of, and I think it ties back to probably, like, generational differences as well as, like, those agents, it's people just moving at will.
0: I think the the days of uh, true club loyalty are probably gone. I know we've talked about that before. I, 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 look, I also think there are clubs where, if you are winning, you are looked upon more favourably with selectors at the higher level because teams that are successful they're going to look closer at If like Sydney Uni just churns out players because one they win all the time, two they've probably got the best program of any club in the Shoot Shield. And if you are half decent and you go into that system and you perform, you're going to be looked at more favorably than a club that's coming in the bottom half of the draw, even if you're a decent player. Mm. I get what you're saying. True standouts will get there. Um, But I I also think that being a part of a good program and a successful club does make a difference for a lot of people.
1: If you're going to talk about good program successful club, you've, (coughs) in my opinion, just fucking narrowed the field down substantially substantially and and
0: yes i i agree with you i also agree that it's not feasible for every single person to go to you know the best but but i think if you've got a couple options i would and money is the difference i would go to the club that you believe will give you the better chance of being successful long term not just a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks that year Mm. That's, that's my that's my thoughts on it no, I agree. I, I see no, a lot of I see a lot of impatience with with blokes. Um, I think sometimes it takes guys a couple of years to really make the most of where they're at, and a lot of people want success now. I, I think I'm guilty of that, definitely. Um, so, so I think being patient, sometimes being in a spot for a couple of years and working your way up can be a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Certainly, I certainly think at South when I came in, we had four wallaby props. So if I was going to do the thing what that a lot of people do now and bounce around the clubs, I probably would have missed out on a fantastic development um of being a prop and actually learning, you know, the hardest scrums I've ever had in my entire career of South First Grade, with me playing second grade at training to this day. There's nothing that's even compared to that. And and I think being a little bit patient and sticking around while while I never made it, I think the stuff that I learned there. Is, has been very valuable, very valuable for my coaching career if that makes sense
1: yeah of course it makes sense yeah it, I mean it do, it does and I think that the there has to be a perception that if you're not 19 20 21 22 it's okay to still be emerging you don't you don't have to be the standout fucking five8 in first grade or the loose head starting loose head even though that I would argue that the depth and standard has thinned in the last decade it's Definitely. okay to, it's well Fuck, people who dispute that are
0: fucking crazy. But it's definitely, definitely. I would love to be a prop that was half decent at the moment.
1: Yeah, I know. Week to week, you don't have to worry too much about who you're playing. But a point you touched upon earlier about people moving around, like even recruiting for 2021, 2022, almost no one was off limits whether in reality they're off limits, but in terms of like when I sat down I was like, okay, like who can we look at here? Like, all right, the fucking Sinclairs from North are pro- aren't going to move. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. probably four guys, five guys in each team that aren't <laughs> going to move. It's going to be hard to pry people away from Sydney Uni. Everyone else is fucking on limit. If you're, if you're coming from another decent program and you can offer comparable money and maybe a, a you know, and, a and bit, make the a better argument.
0: path, better path yeah, to a first it's not like spot.
1: Pe- Yeah, but it's not like people need to be like have their hand up, be like I'm looking to move these days. You just people, you just want they're on the market. Just be compelling because that's the nature of the game, now. Like, like you can, yeah. It's 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 not like it was where people just sit there and stay. Like if someone gets a phone call and they feel special, even if it, they legitimately like being showed interest, like just no one's off limits. I don't think. I, I really don't think. Besides the guys who are very ingrained in their club, like those two from North, or I don't know, it'd be hard to give any different example. But like when we were playing, like Dave Harvey played at a lot of clubs, right? Yeah.
0: But he was unusual for that time.
1: No, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like if you had a look now and you really looked hard, you'd find, um, you'd find a fair few guys who've played at fucking four clubs.
0: Now you would definitely.
1: Absolutely, you'd find a fair few guys, which is fucking rare. And I, there was a reason why, it, like it, it was fucking so rare back then for Dave Harvey to play at those clubs. But like now, it's not, and that's why it's. it's I think if you got the gift of the gabber, you are a good recruiter. I think you. I think it's. I think it's your time to shine in the in this sort of era.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think you'd probably say as well that you don't regret uh, being a one club guy. I definitely didn't regret it. Um, but the the world's changed. The world's changed, and so people want I don't to. Look,
1: I don't look down on people who played at more, at more than one club, because I I understand that there's circumstances that give a rise to that. All I'm saying is it's changed. For I suppose my point is it's changed now to where, from a organisational perspective, you don't really have a lot of security over your players, and I think that. If you go hard enough, you could probably get anyone you want, bar one or two guys who are genuine club stalwarts.
0: Shield's going to be very interesting next year. Mm. Very interesting.
1: I look, I look forward to seeing
0: playing, it. Plan, for the
1: wildfires. <laughs> no, I can't play. Hear it. that,
0: barber is in.
1: My knee's fucked. Um, <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. I have no idea what anything's going to look like, to be honest.
0: We've gone an hour and a half, my friend. That was a good podcast. Anything, any uh, motivational messages or inspiring thoughts to send the good people off into their mundane existences with any anything um, stimulating you at the moment, any positivity in the world?
1: There's lots of positivity in the world. Get your anthem right, firstly. It's very important. That's important. Uh, North Korea launched some missiles at Japan, so that's bad um that but yeah i'm on a pseudo health kick at the moment chubby it's good man. trying to train a lot no chocolate and whatnot so yeah that's right i'm down
0: 10 kilos since the end of uh shoot shield
1: that's fucking heaps back to 130 that's impressive <laughs>
0: <man>. <laughs> no i'm still fucking fat but uh i'm heading in the right direction finally
1: i'm assessing um yeah you can tell yeah, I think you've given those kilos to Rob James. <laughs> Shout out um, to that guy. I'm assessing uh, Bali for uh, that Christmas period as well, so I'm still trying to figure that out.
0: I'll be there for three weeks. Um, so I'll make time to see you. Probably wouldn't want to see anyone else, to be
1: honest. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, if I'm in the same tiny little country, but yeah. You no, know,
0: it'd be fun. We could do a podcast with the fucking lunatic, uh, Lachlan, who's living there. Okay. <laughs> Could go anywhere. Get into a studio somewhere, that might be fun. Um, yeah, fun. very positive chat. There's lots of good in the world. Um, you know, we'll try and do this more consistently. I mean, does Sunday work for you? Or are you doing stuff on Sundays? Like
1: most of the time Sunday works. I coach the uh 18s here We're in the
0: evening, like, like Sunday evening.
1: Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet.
0: Yeah. yeah, like coming up with some kind of consistency, uh, is key. I can do,
1: uh... Nine to five, Sunday to Friday. Other, so. Otherwise,
0: Wednesdays will be...
1: Yeah, I know, because you're up in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I can pretty much do any day. It just depends. Just changes what time I go to the gym. So it's not that big a deal.
0: Sunday gym, how good? Ooh. All right. Thanks for everyone Thanks for evening. listening. We love you all very much. And, or uh, well, actually, just before I go, a little bit of a competition this week. Uh, whoever annoys Jed the most with the terrible rugby influences and nude photos will win an award next week. So please continue to send Jed, anything that you think might infuriate him. Um, we'll... <laughs>
1: people have been fucking like people who I didn't think listen been sending me the same shit and it's fucking it's I'll just write back. Fuck you.
0: He pretends not to enjoy it, but in reality he loves it. And, uh, hey, shout out, shout out to Kara who's been underwater the last week. Uh, seems to be going okay now our thoughts go out to all of you um great town Cara. yeah Lough standing offer by
1: the way if they want yeah. to firstly if you need help buzz me and i'll fly back and try to empty the village um with my shit chat secondly they can play in the tents here if they want
0: proper underwater proper underwater it yeah, was uh, apparently quite scary uh, mum went out there on the weekend everyone's good everyone's safe That's enough ranting for me until hopefully next week. Bye bye.